the Fast Bikes Interview in association with Kawasaki. Hello, welcome to Fast Bikes and morebikes.co.uk for another of our Kawasaki podcasts. This is the final one in the series. If you've been with us throughout the summer so far, then you'll have heard from the likes of Tommy Searle and Leon Haslam. And now we're delighted to say that uh, seeing us out is the excellent Jordan Weaving, uh, known as Geordie Boy. He was the 2014 Moto3 champion, and he's, of course, the 2016 Pirelli Moto British National Superstock champion. He's on the line now. Jordan, thanks for joining us. If you're not uh, blushing with embarrassment already at all those accolades I've thrown at you, then you'll be blushing, I'm sure, when I tell you it was one of the greatest seasons we've seen in National Superstock Championship racing, and you came out on top. How does it feel now the dust has settled? <laughs> well, uh, first of all, thank you for having me on the podcast. Um, yeah, the the uh, championship was a hard one this year. Um, you know, the, uh, after the dust has settled, I feel much more relaxed. And, and uh, you know, I've just come back from a nice little holiday. I treated myself, so it's, uh, it's been good, you know. But now it's back to work, prepping, two times a day training, uh, ready for 2017. So we, uh, we never stop working. Yeah, it never stops for you racers, does it? Going back onto the season that's just been, though, it was real uh, real tricky in places, wasn't it? You remember, um, in particular, a lot of weather issues out there, and it was just a treacherous thing. The, the class you're in is widely regarded as one of the toughest to win, but what stands out as a particularly good ride for you? If we're not going to talk about the final one, where you lifted the crown, obviously, but you know, in the season, there must be one ride in particular that stands out as one you're particularly proud of. Uh, well, yeah, the the season has it's been I'd say one of the difficult, most difficult I've ever been in uh, in BSB that uh, four years I've been in it. So yeah. um, I'd say the the most uh, the best ride I've had uh, I'd, I'd have to say it was the Brands Hatch one um, midway through the year where uh, uh, I was just setting consistent times on my own every lap and everything just seemed to be the turning point from there. Thruxton was my first win, of course, but. Um, it felt like a bit of a lucky win, and then going to Brands Hatch around after my second back-to-back win. I've never done a back-to-back win ever, so uh, that was a great uh, moment for me, is doing a back-to-back win, and everything just felt smooth, if you know what I mean. Nothing went wrong that weekend, it just felt on point. Did it feel at that point like you'd you'd stepped up a, a well, stepped up a step, I guess, but like you'd raised up slightly? It, was it like a marked turning point for you? To me, um, from that moment there, which was the start of the second half of the season was the definite, definitely the turning point for me. It, um, it just, I, I think because of the bad to run at the beginning of the year of bad luck, you know, I had a tire delaminate in the first round and then got taken out at Donington and then uh, knock ill, the weather just wasn't its greatest and I just didn't have the confidence and mm. I finished, I think, just outside the top seven. I think from that moment I just thought, right, I need to change something here to to get back what I've lost and um, the, the biggest thing was I just went out there and I, I didn't think of a championship I just thought I'm going to ride my bike and have my fun and ever since I adopted that attitude everything just changed that's amazing Did, could you could you apply that attitude after that moment as well Did, is that how you went through the second half of the season to, to be honest the second half of the season I didn't think once of the championship even when I I took the lead after Cadwell I thought oh right we got a chance here but what what got me this lead was riding the way I did. I'm not going to change a thing, and they proved it the last two rounds after I got another two wins after Cadwell yeah. um, when I had third, and uh, extended my championship lead. And then it's only Brands Hatch where I thought, right, the weather's not on our side, and uh, our main arrival is Pole. You know, if he wins this and we DNF, that's yeah. it all over. So that's the only round where I took back into consideration that yeah, it's the championship now, and I have to play this a championship race, not a 
go for it race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of switch the brain onto the bigger picture when you needed to type of thing. Yeah, and uh, I'd say that was the hardest race of of the year for me was the last round. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you went into it. I think you were was it thirteen points ahead of Carl going into it there, and so it's it was yours to lose effectively, wasn't it? Not not wishing to sound disparaging about Carl's chances, but it was yours to lose. Um, actually, going into that round, I was twenty one points. Sorry, twenty one. Yeah, thirteen 20. into the last one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, obviously the 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 media side of things all said I had the one hand on it, which obviously applies more pressure to us. But. Yes. <laughs> I, I refuse to see anything online, and people are always coming up to you and saying, "Oh, you've got this. You can win this. If you don't, and, and it just applies a lot of pressure." So that whole weekend, I isolated myself from a lot of people and uh, from the social media side of things, and yeah. just uh, thought, "Right, I, I have to do this." And I woke up that Sunday, and I, I just saw the rain. I was like, "Oh, this this could either help me or this can destroy it." Yeah. And uh, yeah, the the race went went to plan. I'd say, you know, I just rode around. Uh, in in a position where I was trying to be safe, if you know what I mean. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And then uh, it finished off with 13 points to the end. So uh, it, it was it was the most difficult. I'd say I I, I was just so glad it was over. <laughs> Riding around in that uh, almost protecting position can be harder than just going for a win, isn't it? Were you were you finding it mentally more taxing as you were going around? Yeah, especially. Um, I think uh, I think we were the second race of the day or something like that. But and the the, the track grip for the wet because it was the only wet day uh i know sorry the superbikes had a wet, wet race before yeah. that but it it uh, washed away the grip it was not so grippy for us um and uh two in front of me came past me and they just went down like like it was nothing so that obviously destroyed me a bit in the mental side of things like oh cheapest if they just crash and and they were practically not even lean uh, on a good lean angle yeah, you know, yeah it's telling me that i need to be just aware of how slippery it is so yeah. Yeah, mentally side of things, it was it was difficult. So the relief when you crossed the line, did you know as you crossed the line? Did you how how many seconds did it take to sink in? <laughs> I tell you what, it, it was um, I couldn't believe it. You know, I yeah. I, I I looked at uh, some of the marshals and they were point uh, giving me the P1 sign and that, <laughs> and I was just like, have we really achieved this? Uh, you know, especially from the start of the season where I thought it was all over. Yeah. Have we actually just gone and done this? And uh, especially for Team Green, you know, it was I think the only Team Green champion throughout the BSB series. So uh, it it was a good feeling, if you know what I mean. Well, it's nice that you bring up Team Green because I was going to ask you what it's like to be part of that. With with this year sort of um, Kamazaki bringing back the Team Green ethos, so to speak, what's it like being part of that in M- NMT No Limits Kamazaki, the team you race for? Uh, do you feel that you have like a, a bigger a bigger sort of Eye watching over you, a bigger hand of support type thing. Is is that how it feels from inside? Yeah, well, um, last year obviously I got to know Ross Burridge, who is the main man behind Team Green, yes. and um, uh, he was mostly he, he didn't know too much of me, obviously, because of my first year with the Kawasaki, and you know I was just getting to know him, and uh, obviously he was well close with one of my teammates, um, Mason Law. So yeah. uh, uh, that that was a good thing for me because it's like. Being part of Team Green Kawasaki was one of my dreams since I was little. Being a, you know, I had a Kawasaki motocross bike. And yeah, yeah. I just thought Kawasaki is, is a great, you know, manufacturer. And that year, I had to try and prove myself to Kawasaki. And as soon as I got moved uh, as the, one of the main riders in the team, because uh, Mason obviously went to Supersport, I thought, right, Kawasaki now want to put more support in me. This is this. I got to do the job this year. Yeah. To yeah. Uh, secure that support for a good career and. Um, 
Yeah, so uh, being part of the Team Green thing is really, you know, it's it's not every rider can say they're part of Kawasaki, so I'm I'm it's, it's quite proud to be saying that, if you know what I mean. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, being part of that family, look where they go, look what they've done in the past when Team Green was was out there. You know, it's it's yeah. it's a great place for a young rider to be, isn't it? Let's talk a bit about your um your bike, the ZX6. Um, pre-season, what were, what, what were your thoughts when you first got on it? And you can be brutally honest now, you're the champ. So, you know, <laughs> we expect a bit of truth here off you, Jordan. So uh, what, what, was it, what were your thoughts like when you first got on it? To be honest, um, it was, I was a bit disappointed mm-hmm. uh, because last year we had uh, a rule, I think it was a head gasket rule, where they were a bit thinner, which meant our bikes were a bit quicker. Yeah. And obviously, Supersport rules changed, which means they changed our rules, so we went so close to the Supersport yeah. guys, and yeah. our bikes were a bit slower than last year. So hopping onto the the bikes this year and testing it was like, oh, it's just it doesn't have that real nice sound it used to have um, yeah. because of the head gasket change, and it, it made me sad. But then, obviously, MSS Kawasaki uh, put put a few things together and said, right, we can still get good power out of it, and it will be, you know to the rule book and everything and you know from then it's it's it it, it was good and um we got to the first test at silverstone i think and i topped that uh, uh official bsb test yeah yep. and the same one at alton i thought right we've got a good package here i've got a good team good manufacturer we can do this and yeah through through the season it's the bikes just developed really well and and uh, the one good thing about Russo Racing, everything's done to the rule book and you know uh, that, that's a great thing about stock six it's it's all everyone's on the equal package if you know what i mean yeah absolutely you say changes through the season how the bikes developed is there anything that you can tell us in particular about how it how it developed or was it a case of just fine-tuning you and it together or or was there something or was there like a light switch moment at some point well it's um mss worked hard because uh of the rule change they, they still said oh we can find a few things here and a few things there but um it might affect this if you know what i mean so, yeah uh it, yeah. it, it it, it wasn't a huge amount of development, but uh, mostly gearing and all that stuff helped yep. us because that, that all changed. And uh, so we had to find new gearing and all that for different tracks to try and get the revs back up into the bike. So, yeah, because um, yeah. not much you can do with a, with a, with a Superstock bike, really, is there? You're very, your hands are pretty tied with what you can actually do to it. Yeah, uh, exactly. There's not much you can do, if you know what I mean. It took us a while um, to get us uh, the timing right on it, if you know what I mean. Because yeah because the gasket changed, no one knew the timing. So for us, it was, I think we went four rounds in the year until we found a good timing. Wow. Yeah, people don't think about that, do they? It was such a small change with the gasket, but yeah. like you say, big, big implications after that. Do you think then that the bike can progress further? If you spend more time on it, would it? Hypothetically here as a package, would it get better the more time you spent on it? I think it was at its best it could be with the rules that yeah. uh, BSB gave us. Um, yeah. Uh, if it was last year's rules, I think for sure we would have uh, maybe developed it a bit more. But um, sure. you can only do so much uh, depending on the rules. So. Yes, absolutely. The rules and the championship of the time within which you race, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, very much. Okay, cool. So, um, the year went fantastically, better than uh, most people would have hoped for. Uh, obviously, went to your plan. Let's look at your winter plan. What are you looking at for um, next year? Oh, that's do you do you know? Have you got any irons in the fire? Is there anything you can tell us? To be honest, um, not not really a lot. Uh, unfortunately, there's uh, there's too many riders, not enough seats. <laughs> yeah, bums and berths. Yeah, um, and two BSB teams I've just seen have dropped out of uh, Superbike. Yes, so, um, yeah. that's going to make it harder for everyone else. And some Superbike riders will drop out to Supersport or Superstock Thousand. So, 
in in uh, in a way we haven't got anything concrete i know um i've been talking with kawasaki and uh they they want me to go here and there so um it's still still in negotiation so yes. we'll see uh, what happens but at the moment i'm not uh, really 100% sure what i'm going to be doing but as long as I'm training and focused and whatever comes, I'll, I'll hope I'll be ready for it. Yes, absolutely. Physically, I would uh, I would say, Jordan, that you look like you would suit the, the super bike. You know, you, you, you've kind of, um, I remember when you first started and you've certainly sprouted from then. Um, would you say the same thing about the larger bikes? Do you think you would suit the bigger bike yourself? Funny enough, um, you're not the first one who said that. I've had a few teams come to me and say, uh, we think you can be good on a thousand on the superbike um, yeah but uh it's it's more of um okay what in, in the superbikes it's not about uh just just being good if you know what i mean you need the right people around you yeah absolutely and if, and absolutely. if you don't have the right people around you it can easily uh destroy a career if sure you know what i mean sure so um i have been talking to a few people about uh the superbike and things like that but uh it's it's about having the right people in my corner to make sure because I want to do the job to the best of my ability. If you know what I mean, if if I yeah. don't have the package, I I don't want to disappoint people. If you know what I mean. No, 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 exactly, no, exactly that. It's, I think you're taking the right sort of attitude towards it as well. It's in fact talking to you, it's it's easy to forget that you're only 19. You've got a long, long way to go. There's lots of people with a lot more years on you that that aren't as settled or as understanding as as you are at the moment. So that's that's more power to your elbow. You know, so um, in an ideal world, when would you like to have something um, tied up by? If uh, obviously in an ideal, would you like it tied up now? But you know, have you got any sort of uh, yardstick or any sort of implication or indication rather when when you might have something tied up? Are you thinking New Year or? To be honest, I, I would love to have something done by the end of this month. Right. The okay. Um, end of November. Yeah. Yeah, I know the biggest problem why it's taking quite a few teams so long is because of the new uh, bikes that have come out. Right, yes, of yeah. course, of course. And, and who's going to get them first, if you know what I mean. So that, that's one of the biggest delays of why uh, riders have been a bit uh, not quick on the signature, if you know what yeah, I mean. So, yeah, yeah. So as soon as all these bike shows are done, I'm sure uh, things will start going to plan where, where uh, what manufacturers doing what and what riders getting what bike. So um, I'm sure we'll have a clear mind by then and hopefully something done by then. Well, Jordan, listen, we're, we're going to draw a line underneath it there, but uh, thanks so much for talking to us. I wish you all the very best, and I know you're going to land a, a good deal because it would be such a shame to have a rider with your talent not out there next year. So it will happen, I'm convinced of that. But wish you all the very best for the coming months, and no doubt we'll see you out on track next season. But thanks so much for talking to us. Really appreciate talking to you, champ. Right, thank you so much. And, uh, yeah, just thank you to everyone who's helped me, especially uh, the Team Green Kawasaki family you know it's all been good and thank you for the interview nice nicely said well done so there you go then that's jordan weaving he is the pirelli moto british national Superstock champion for 2016 thanks very much for listening to this with fast bikes and morebikes.co.uk more bikes bikes.co.uk